Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. How much time till we're on? Get on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. I'm ready. Good evening, I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Well, no badge. He's, uh, we worked out last night uh, on the show. Hello, Scott Sattler. Welcome back. Thank you. From your holiday in Penrith the yesterday. Riff. I've got to say, God, I love the riff. Mick at Bunnings. Mick, who works at Bunnings at Penrith, gave us a shout-out, Woogie. Oh, did he? Yeah. No, we've got to give him a shout-out. He's here in, the, in, the, in one of the aisles, <laughs> and you're supposed to be doing the show. I said, no, no. Help my son move into his unit. How'd that go? Flat packs. Oh. You like them? No. I usually don't mind them. So what, after what, seven hours of them. Uh, what happens is the missus reads out the instructions, and mm. then I just do the labour. Yep. Because I've got no idea, mate. I can't read instructions and then screw a screwdriver. <laughs> Or an Allen key. <laughs> I can't do both. Yeah. It's a man thing, right? No, it's a little bit sexist. What do you mean? Women can do it as well. No, I'm saying it's a man thing. We can't do two things at once. Oh. I've tried. Maybe it doesn't just work. speak for yourself. But it was great. It was awesome. Outstanding. Was yeah. Beautiful. I heard the rat. You and the rat. He's great, the rat. How good is he? Yeah. Jeez, he lights up the vein. I tell you what, and I don't mind throwing people under the bus, mm. but Steve from Dubbo, uh, really gave it to you. He thought he'd miss you last night. He goes, you know what? I don't. He does. No, he said. He said I don't. Well, he, no, he says that trying to be funny. But well, no, I found it. Yeah, I found it slightly amusing. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. As always, you can be involved in the show tonight. It's a bit of a, there's a bit of a cat fight going on amongst a couple of the wags. Well, not one's a wag and one's just a, I don't know, a crap boxer. Um, no, remember Sass? Sass? Who's Sass? You remember? Well, no, what's that show? The Oh, the SAS. Yeah. SAS. Yeah. Remember? So, well, I'll give it to you now. When when Candace mm. built the living crap out of Roxy Jasenko mm. for everyone in Australia. Did they box? Yes, on in the first challenge. Did they they were really? mates, yeah. Okay. And she pummeled the. Have a listen. Look, it's here. I've got it actually here. Can't do it. Start thinking about why you're here. If you don't want to be here, if you think it's a game, if you no, want to no. enhance you your careers or whatever you want to do, you're on the wrong course. I actually can't. My leg's killing me. I can't do it. My leg's killing me. You hungry? Yeah. Yeah. You 100% sure? Yeah, I can't do it. Why? It's painful. I don't want to give up. That's You're why I came. Who is that? Who is it? Okay. It's Roxy Tsenko. Oh. Right, so Candace has beat the crap out of her. Yeah. They've gone back to camp. We don't condone violence, mind well, you. Well, no, it was a challenge. Yeah. No, I know, but yeah. Right, you yep. have to take on people. Mm, yeah. And uh, she's just, she's, she's quitted. She's, she's quit, quitted. She's quitted. Is that a word? She's quitted, governor, on the first, like, the first day. Well, the shortest 
the, is this the, the SAS ever, from like yeah, two last, years ago? No, I think so, yeah. Why, why are we because the resurfacing reason, this? I'm getting excited. Okay. I'm yelling at a cloud because what happened is because the stuff that's around about Candace yesterday, the disgusting behaviour by these blokes in the crowd mm. who abused her in front of the kids, which is a no-no. I don't care. It happens. It's life. But it, it shouldn't happen, right? Yeah, but, if, but if you keep expecting life to change no, 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 for small portions, you're going to get very disappointed. Okay, well, we'll just con- continue to accept it, shall we? Is, no, that, is, that, is that the answer? We don't answer? have to accept it. Well, so, so Candace didn't. Mm. So she went up to the cowards in the crowd and said, Gave like she's explained it, and she's had a go at the guy. He's hidden behind his mate. Mm-hmm. Like they'd been on the booze all day, but doesn't. That's not an excuse. Anyway, apparently Roxy uh, gets on Instagram mm-hmm. last night and um, says, "I don't know why she'd want security from Cricket Australia. The way she belts friends up along those lines." Yeah. So apparently it's blown up today. Wow. So Roxy, shut up. I can't say that, can I? No, you can't. But seriously, how about where's the sisterhood? Where's the girls sticking up for the girls? Cat fight. Everyone loves a cat fight. I do love a cat fight. Hello to our listeners through the Super Radio Network, network, by the way, uh, SCN Track, through the SCN app, and all of our SCN radio stations, 1170 uh, in Sydney, uh, SCNQ 693, 693, I should say, in Brisbane, 1620 on the Gold Coast, 1323 a.m. in Canberra. Uh, if you want a podcast of the show, it's excellent listening. Uh, the last laugh. Oh, geez, Matt now the last laugh last night. No, he didn't. He did. Jack? Jack clapped. Mm. Well, yeah, a clap from Jack's okay. you got to get that That's gorgeous bit... laugh from him. No, Jack, well, yeah, well, Jack fake claps and fake laughs at yours because he's keen on dating no, your daughter. No, he doesn't. You know that. Uh, if you want to look up TikTok as well, Badge Sats S-E-N is the place to go. Tonight's show, Michelle Bishop with the latest NRL news. And boy, isn't there a big story around with regards to Tommy Turbo. Yes. Right dodgy hamstring sats. Yes. Now it's the opposite hamstring that he's injured previously. A lot of people say, oh, this, you know, the, the hamstring was why he missed half the season last year. Now that was because of a shoulder injury, remember? So, uh, but obviously biomechanically, there's something not right there. And he did it not during contact. He did just slowing down for more reports while training, doing a post-session at their Narrabeen Sporting Complex uh, training facility. So obviously biomechanically, there's going to have to be something that uh, is going to be introduced into his co- uh, his training, I've got to say. Um, he's, he may be one of those players that is going to have concerns for a lot of years. Yeah, because he's the, the height that he is and the, and the way that he moves his body and and the, the injuries to his other hamstring, is that causing imbalance? Not quite sure, but we're going to know a lot more in the next couple of days, Tony Mestroff, the CEO of, of Manly, said, but definitely a concern. Yeah. Uh, um, you reckon he might miss? If it is a bad tear, he's going to miss round one. Well, they're thinking, may, well, we don't know the extent of it at the moment, but they're thinking if, even if he needs surgery at the moment, he may not miss round one. So it's not as serious, for more serious as what we're hearing but it's still a concern. Is there a team, is there a player more valuable to a team who you'd hate to, to see miss well, round one? Everyone's got a player, though, that would hate to miss. Well, we Some had... have got a, um, numerous, but for Manly, based on the way that they capitulated last year, for a number of reasons. And slow start. Yeah, for a number of reasons capitulated. Um, missing Tommy will probably affect them the most. Latrell missing from South at the start of the season. Like, what did he miss the first three rounds? Yeah. 
he, he that was a big loss for South. Yeah. And don't forget, Tommy missed the beginning of last season because he fell over in the bathroom. I mean, he <laughs> allegedly. Alleged- well, that's it, what was reported. Yeah. Remember, it's it's like Maxwell uh, hurting himself at a party. Wasn't drinking. Just want to put it out there. Oh, Glenn Maxwell, yeah. yeah. I thought you were Maxwell Smart. No, he wasn't at a party. Mm. Uh, Simon Orchard. Uh, so Michelle will give us the latest. I know she's on the phone to Siebes, uh this afternoon. Yeah. Um, so let's see how that goes. We'll get the latest from her. Simon Orchard from New South Wales Greyhounds. Actually, as a tip, gamble responsibly for us mm. whilst we're on air tonight. Nice. So I like we'll, those ones because the listeners get behind you know, it. Yeah, well, I we get, get home. We get an update live. And I forget when I get home. Yep. So... Uh, we'll have a chat to Simon Orchard as well. That's ridiculous. You've got a couple for me, mate. Is this from your holiday in Penrith? These are good. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's ridiculous how good that is. Come on, that's ridiculous. Do I play that or what? Yeah. Okay. So Murray Sandwiches. Now, anyone out in the western suburbs around the Rift knows Murray Sandwiches, and they have not changed in 20-odd years because mm-hmm. it is the best sandwich, not in the west, not in Sydney, not in Australia, Jason. Woogie. It is the best sandwich in the world. Come on, that's ridiculous. How, how is it possible? The big doorstopper toast, right. the crusts are unbelievable, and the fillings, there's so many fillings. Right. And the ladies at Murray's, they're, they're great. I went and had a sandwich there yesterday. Is this where you uh, tackled someone so they could get your autograph? Is that true? No. And They're the rumours? Now, have you ever heard of this? Five Guys Burgers. Five Guys. Have you ever heard of it? I've heard of, yeah, I have heard of Five Guys. Well, I'd never heard of it, but I had a Five Guys burger. Yep. Last night on the way to Did all you eat? Is that all you did yesterday? Worked hard. But I'd never heard of this Five Guys burger. So there's one in Penrith. Is In the car park of Panthers World of Entertainment. I've got to say, it was the nicest tasting burger I've had in a long time. Toppled with a beautiful chocolate milkshake. It was your birthday yesterday and you had a chocolate milkshake. So I can eat whatever I want on my birthday. No, what I'm saying, you didn't even have beer. No, your birthday. I had a chocolate milkshake. Oh, God. <laughs> so I, I didn't know anything about this Five Guys, so I want to know more about it. Mate, there are great burgers everywhere. I'm sure. Actually, I want a burger tonight. Can anyone suggest a good burger? Joe? What's the best burger amongst our sports day listeners? In your regions. Yeah, in your regions. Well, how far would you travel for a good burger? There you go. And does it have to have beetroot? Of course it does. Yeah, absolutely. If, if you don't, I bought a salad roll today and it didn't have beetroot on, bang, went home, opened up the beetroot, in you go, lad. But, but you can't eat, you can't leave it too long because the beetroot soaks the, soaks soaks the bread. Here's another tip for mm. you because I love talking about food. Here's another tip, right? Yep. So when you make a sandwich in the morning, don't put your tomato on there because for that reason, yep. it soaks the bread. Cut it up, wait till later when you get to, to work and you're having your lunch, yeah. you get a little napkin out, set up your little area and chuck your tomato in. Do you know, there used to be, a, when I was at Penrith, uh, the day after a game, I used to travel to, now correct me if I'm right, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. Correct me if I'm right. Uh, there was a place and I'm sure it was in Blacktown. So I used to go from Penrith to Blackdown the day after a game and I'd have a thing called Quiznos. Now Quiznos is around the same time as, as Subway and they're sort of, Yes. They're in opposition to each other. And Quiznos were the first ones to, to toast their, their buns. And mm. then Subway were doing it and Quiznos, just, they just disappeared. 
Right. Yeah. So you want to know? So all right. So, so I travel a few from, questions I here. Travel from right. Penrith to Blacktown to have a right. Quiznos. So what you want to know is yep. not where the best burger. Well, we'll find out where the best burger is. But how far will you travel for a feed? For there, a good feed. There's a really good burger. I'm not sure whether it's still there. <laughs> it's, it's in still the going. Shire. As you go over the bridge yeah. from Sutherland, you go over the bridge. It's on the right there. These massive hamburgers, biggest hamburgers I've ever seen. Can't remember the name, but I'm sure. I'm sure one of our Sharky listeners. Sharky or one of our or Joel. listeners. Joel on his way home. Yeah. 0457 736 736. How far have you travelled for a good, what, feed? Is that what we're doing? Yep. All right. You're on your phone over there. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. I think I heard Joel and Fletch talking about this this afternoon. Um, The talk about what are the cricketers playing for? South Africa and Australia. I heard Julian King talking about it today. Um, yeah, because we've got the, of course, the Ashes, and we've got uh, the Frank, Sir Frank Worrell Trophy with Australia and and uh, and the West Indies and India. You got the Border Gavaskar, but for South Crash Craddock wrote a really good story today in the Courier Mail and talking about the South African series has everything. It's got everything. We've got world class bowlers, worth world class all rounders, great fielders, whatever it may be, but they're not playing for anything. And my argument to that is. Do you need anything? Yeah, you do. Do you really? Yeah, you do. Okay. Got to remember those before, that have come before. Would it be the, if you had to name a trophy, would it be the War Wessels. Gibbs? Remember Steve War hit that ball and Herschel yeah. Gibbs dropped yeah. it? You've lost the World Cup. Yeah. The War Gibbs trophy. Yeah, you could have that. Mm. Um, Hansi, no, you can't have Hansi, can you? No. All right. Mm. Uh, I don't know. What are the suggestions on what the tra- – what about just the Kepler Vessels uh, trophy? He played for both both countries. Good boxer too. Was he good? Okay. But what about him? It just just his face. Big oh. lips. <laughs> he had big lips, Kepler. What? Mm. I'll take your word on that. Craziest Christmas presents. We want to talk about that as, tonight as well. Uh, yeah, um, uh, is this off the back of our Christmas party, the one you dragged me out of at 5 o'clock in the Arvo? Yeah. Because I got a... Oh, the, Secret Santa? Yeah, Secret Santa. I loved being Secret Santa. Do you know what about... I was in my It's not element. too secret, is it? Because the person will walk up and say... Yeah. So I got a book. It's a true crime book. Yeah. I went, oh, this is great. This would be yeah. a really good book. And then Jack in our office mm. walks up and goes... Not producer Jack. No. Do you like the book? I went, yeah, yeah, this would be really good. He goes, yeah, I thought you would. I went... It, it's Secret, it's Santa, Secret Santa, Santa, mate. mate. What are you doing? I got... Um, uh, it's called... I think it's called Butt... Hut. What? <laughs> what? Not but. Did you say it's a good. plug? No, it's no, but putt. So you, you, you're in the office and you're putting into someone's butt. Someone's freckle. And bang in you go. And it makes a noise when you get it in the hole. Bang and, in you go. And, what? <laughs> wow. This is not good, is it? Uh, no. That's right. So have you got anything weird? What, in past Christmases? Yeah. Uh, no, not really, because always I, I usually leave really good hints about what I want, and my wife or the kids or whatever usually usually get it for me. So there's another thing that's going on, what? and I've got to talk about this. A mate of mine today tells me, mm. right, that he's thinking about getting the kids a dog over the holidays. Good present? No, it's not. Well, not the way I said to him. Oh, mate, that'll. That'll empty your pockets out a bit. He goes, yeah, you're looking at about three grand. Mm. What? Yeah. Three grand for a dog. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's about right. No. 
particular pedigrees, absolutely. My, my cat cost me nothing. Well, She's free, Covey. I wouldn't pay for a cat. Mate, Lulu, she's got a munted mouth. <laughs> her, like she's got buck teeth and her eyes pop out of her head. She was 900. That's where you draw the line, 900. And that's an ugly dog. <laughs> what do you get for three grand? Yeah, it, well, you get most really good pedigrees. But why? What do you need that? Just go, just go and save a dog, mm. a young one. Bring it home. It's going to love you. Change its name if you don't like it. I, I like when when you meet people with their dogs and they go, "Oh, it's a beautiful dog." They go, yeah, I, I saved her. What? So you actually went into a burning building and saved the dog, <laughs> or did you just go and say, "I want that one," and they put a collar on it and you take it home and give it a beautiful life? Come on, three grand for a dog. No. Yeah, that's that's about fair. No, it's not. What a waste of money. That's you should be ashamed of yourself. Oh, now, I asked about what the hamburger place was in the uh, the Shire, the Sutherland Shire, and Bulldog Bob and also, yeah, Sugar Sugar's text in as well. Sugar Kane, Joel Kane. Boys, the Sylvania Hamburgers place is Paul's Hamburgers. Great burger and chips at the Metro Gill and Menai, uh, Grill and Menai as well. Yeah, Paul's Hamburgers, outstanding. Are they? Yeah. All righty. Uh, keep them coming through. Steve from Dubbo sent a text as well, going, the last laugh has been atrocious for a while. Hopefully Sats used the time off to come up with some You're not the material. first one that's told me that, Steve, that it was atrocious last night. No, no, no. He's talking about your gear. Mate, the rat, the Jewel International delivered. No. He did. 0457 736 736. Uh, shoot us a text about anything tonight, particularly if you've got a that's ridiculous. We'd love to hear from you. Or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Got to go to a break. Michelle Bishop uh, has some NRL news for us on the other side here on Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car; they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car; they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. I, <laughs> I, I would love to smash him in the face, honestly. Oh, I hope HR's Off-air. listening. No, I hope HR's listening to this. You can't threaten someone on the wireless. Welcome back to Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Scotty Sattler. Uh, and Jason Matthews here tonight. Badge back on January 3rd. Thank goodness for that. Big news in the world of rugby league today, Sats. Tommy's hamstring. Yes. We should put a camera crew on this. Well, no doubt Channel 7 have, and Michelle Bishop's probably watching his hamstring. Back in the 70s, the paper did an interview with Malcolm Reilly's knee. There you go. And no doubt Michelle Bishop, who works for Seven and also SEN. I've just given her an idea then. She'll be going out and and interviewing Tommy Turbo's hamstring. How are you, Michelle? Good evening, gents. So what's going on? I'm I'm really excited. Oh, well, I mean, some sad news out of the Manly Club, but um, I'm nearly on holidays. I'm counting down two more days (laughs) and my life is my own. So you're saying don't call me. Ridiculous. That's why. Sorry. Yeah, no, that was just a really nice subtle hint. Are we yeah. talking about things that are ridiculous? You can go for it. What's what do you ridiculous? Got? I'll tell you what's ridiculous. I was on hold today, so we've had a bit of a family scare. I think it's quite public knowledge. My dad's quite ill with cancer, so I'm doing my due diligence and going getting scans and all the rest of it. On hold today for one hour and fifty-eight minutes. I started out as the twenty-first caller. Yep. As I say, one hour and fifty-eight minutes passed. Got to you are next caller in queue. Bang hung up on me. Oh, come ridiculous. on, that's ridiculous. Wow. 
oh, not happy, Jan. That's hasn't service. I'm not going to let them beat nah. me. I'm going to line up again tomorrow. Do it, Michelle. <laughs> yeah, is hasn't service. <laughs> Decline. She'd be like a dog on a bone, I reckon. Well, hey, Michelle. hey, hey, hey. Don't call Michelle that. Mm. Hey, Michelle, would you pay three grand for a dog? Would you pay three grand for oh, I think oh, that's no. ridiculous. If someone put me up to this, no. I paid 17. Well, my <gasps> husband did. 17 Come grand. Come on, yeah, that's he, ridiculous. He breeds British Bulldogs. Are you serious? Breeds British Bulldogs. And you know Justin, so yeah. you know how, uh, yeah, like, he, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I was like, what? How did you prove that? I've got to say, great dogs. I didn't. Great dogs. <laughs> I had to prove it. He did it without me knowing. That'd be like going out and buying a horse and coming home and telling them, just spent 17 grand on a share in a horse. You... Oh, look, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, you would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a horse would be worth something. But anyway, <laughs> guys, really tragic news out of um, Manly. Well, I mean, let's not get too dramatic. He's got to go for scans yet. But, Tommy, can you imagine how gut-wrenching it would have been as soon as he felt it sort of go? The start of the preseason, um, and unable to walk off, he literally limped off the training paddock today. And they didn't literally get in the car and go for the scans he sort of you know still stayed around training and so it wasn't all sort of morbid but and aside from Tommy his teammates what they'd feel like and poor old Seeds like he's thinking what have I signed up for um you know he's, he's their star player um I'm, I'm sure knowing Seeds he'd have a plan b anyway um and, and look it's very very early it is only the pre-season but um yesterday he was all over social media winning the yo-yos we all know what they are the 20 meters 40 meters 60 meters five times so he was all over it had no dramas but the problem with this guy's today was it wasn't like when he was at sort of full pace or anything he was sort of slowing down and that's when he kind of felt that oh this this doesn't feel right so not the ideal start for poor old Zeebs there at Manly. Um, obviously, he's had a terrible history, and I guess that's what's got us all kind of thinking or hitting the panic button. Um, I was reading some stats today. He's played 44 matches from 97 games since 2019, and Manly's only got that 30% win rate without him. So he's, he's you know, he is the real deal for them. Six hamstring injuries in the past three years, as well as the shoulder and knee problem. And, of course, he had the issue with his pec as well. So... The blessing in disguise here is that it's so early in the preseason. Um, they're not due to play uh, a trial, obviously, until February, and they kick off the season against the Bulldogs. So um, they've got Ruben Garrick there as, as, a, as a backup, um, and he filled in for them at the back end of last season. But you just you just worry. You just worry just purely because of his history. Do you think Anthony Seabold and the high-performance staff, Michelle, may have to take the tack that he's going to be a player that uh, really has to be cotton wool throughout the week leading into games? Yeah, well, that was my point, like a, a plan B. Surely he he walked into this one this year looking at the number of games that he, he hasn't played, as the, you know, what he hasn't been a part of, and the fact that, you know, I mean, we even, this this very subject came up when they were talking about, you know, perhaps the Trebojevic brothers, you know, walking out when, when Daz Hasler left. We all know that that was absolute rubbish. But, you know, we were talking about just how important, um, you know, Tommy is to the side. Um, and then there was, you know, rumours coming up that they were sort of thinking, you know, maybe he is too much of a risk to re-sign and all the rest of it. But, you know, it is a worry. It's a real worry. And you've got to, you know, you've got to sort of worry for him as well. I mean, he's so dedicated. You can't get anyone more professional. Um, so I can just imagine, I mean, we're, you know, we're seeing this. I'm, I'm going through something similar at the moment with our young guy, Jack. Um, he's in the lower grades at the Raiders and having some issues with his knee. And you see the heartache. You know, they just get back on the paddock and just get training again. And then what they go through, I mean, he's going through surgery, same thing as what, what uh, you know, Tommy's been through. It's really hard and they have to be mentally tough. 
and and obviously when you know sort of Tommy comes back, it's there. He knows it's there. He knows it's an issue. It's been ongoing for what six six hamstring injuries in three years. Mm. Don't want to write him off. There's that level of. I mean, and even the sacrifice he made, guys. He didn't go and play in the World Cup. Yeah. He wanted to prepare for Manly, so it speaks volumes to what he's about. Um, you just you know keep your fingers crossed and hope and pray. There's and a level of expectation that goes with. You look at both the scenarios just there. You've got Tommy Trebojevic, the height of expectation, Michelle, and basically all all lies in the hands of Tommy if they're going to play finals. Let's be honest. He's one of the most influential players in the game when mm. he's playing. And then you look at the other end of the scale there. You've got a, a kid who's 16, 17, 18, 19 years of age. He's trying to make it and continually getting injuries. And there's that height of expectation from people around them that, mm. that they want to make it. And this is where the NRL are trying to broaden that gap with with – how it affects players psychologically. So now just on Manly also, Michelle, um, and Martin Tapao is a player that was at Manly. He's off contract and hasn't found a club yet. And many think, oh, there's got to be something between the lines with Martin Tapao, why no one wants to sign him. But it's far from the truth, isn't it? It's everything's got to do with the salary cap and how that has not, hasn't been finalised yet for NRL clubs. Absolutely. We talked about this during the week with Marty um, being such a high-profile player and um, obviously going to be missing a few paychecks. Hasn't been paid since November. Obviously paid his, paid his own insurance to play over for Samoa in the World Cup. And, you know, we had callers in at SEN um, in Sydney sort of saying, oh, poor Marty, like he can afford it. Well, look, guys, he might be able to afford it and it still doesn't make it right. But it's the, the players that are at the lower end of the spectrum that are really struggling. And again, I hate talking, you know, from personal experience, but I can offer this. My own nephew, Adam Kieran from the Roosters, he left um, to go over to Catalans, to the Dragons, um, Catalan Dragons over in France yesterday because he's got a small son just starting out in life and, and just married about five weeks ago. Uh, he couldn't wait around any longer to, to decide, you know, well, hang on a minute, who's going to have me at what price? So he had to pack up and leave and go overseas and continue his career there. Fortunate enough that, you know, he had that offer. Um, there's other players in situations where they don't know where they're going to be living. Um, and this is something, it really makes me extremely frustrated when you hear people say, so what, they're all paid a lot of money. Some of these guys aren't. And they don't know, you know, whether to, they need to commit to, to rental agreements, to lease homes, where they're going to put their kids in school, all these things. They're all major issues and they all make a person. Um, and, I, and I think we put so much pressure on, on players. You know, we talk about them earning so much money. These are the things, the injuries that we're just talking about, they, they go through at, from such a young age. It's, um, I really wish that uh, people could work hard on at least trying to attempt to change the perception of rugby league players because it's not all easy. You know, um, we're, we're talking about the CBA. They're talking about increasing that, um, that minimum salary. Now, the, the, I was having a chat with someone today. The, 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 top, the spots, the 26 to the 30, they're looking at, they're sort of like your $80,000 spots. They're trying to increase those to a minimum wage of about 120. So anywhere between that 120 to 150 range. Um, because all, you know, from the top 30, they're not all multi-million dollar players. We've got to remember that. Mm. Hey, Michelle, before we let you go, a couple of uh, texts here. Uh, Chocker from Hawks Nest. Michelle could have got 170 greyhounds yep. for 17,000. There's, there's a great rehoming of greyhounds going on at the moment, <laughs> thanks to New South Wales greyhounds. Good point, Chocker. Don't mind the dish lickers. Uh, and evening, gentlemen. Michael from Logan. To me, it seems obvious. Manly need to send Turbo to the same US Dr. Latrell went to last year. Good call, Michael. Good call. I did think of that, actually. Yeah, not a bad idea. Oh, um, she's claiming yeah, that. Claim don't Michael's, claim Michael's text, text messages. Oh, You're unbelievable. <laughs> well, I won't. Sorry, it isn't. I won't. <laughs> 
Sheila, but I was sort of thinking they're playing Manly on the Central Coast, South are playing Manly on the Central Coast at Gosford in a trial match. And I thought, you know, that, that sort of made me think, oh, you know, wonder how long it'd be out for going through the whole Latrell thing. But no, great point. And it's all yours, not mine. Now, I'm not going to tell you <laughs> how to do your job. Right? I'm not going to tell you how to do your job because you're so good at it. But, but. I'm going to give you an idea, like, like I said at the start of the interview, back in the 70s, they interviewed Malcolm Reilly's mm-hmm. knee. So I want you. I want to see a story by Absolutely. Michelle Bishop of you interviewing Tommy Turbo. What would your first question be? Turbo's hammy. Mm. Did uh, my mm. first question would be? Well, certainly not. How are you going? So it's the. Are you, are you up to it? It's, you, how, <laughs> it's the right hamstring, and the other one was a left hamstring when he did that race down the course. So, so my first no, question. No, he stepped to, over in the bathroom. My first question to the right hamstring would be: <laughs> Hey, did your brother tear in the race or the or the shower? That's the first question. So you want the right hamstring to lift the lid on the left. Throw the left hamstring under (laughs) Under the the bus. bus. Right, gotcha. (laughs) Exclusive. All right, we've run out of stuff, clearly. Michelle, we appreciate your time. You're off in a couple of of days. That's nice. Yeah, two more days to go, guys. Yeah, so I can sleep in finally after that, which is exciting. And for our camp... Sit back and watch some cricket and just do my thing. Nice, nice. For our listeners in Canberra, by the way, on 13.23am... Some big news with Michelle Bishop coming up in the new year. I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag just yet, Michelle, all right? Do you know about it? I'm not joining the Raiders, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, I just thought there for a minute Michelle doesn't know, so I better, I better stop. Uh, mate, thank you. If I don't talk to you no, beforehand. No, I know. I know. I'm a Okay, good, 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 good. Thanks. Uh, have a lovely Hope Santa comes. Beauty. Thank you. Cheers. See you, mate. Let's go. Here goes Michelle Bishop. You can't help yourself, can you? What? What I do this time? Well, you're going to try and expose something that maybe she didn't know about. So no, she she does know. I know she to, knows. You don't have to tell everyone. <laughs> yeah, the big news. You don't have to mate, be put your hand up. I know you better wave. Put your hand up, mate. When you're going to push the button. Now we've got so many listeners, and thank you very much. We've got uh, Brad the Owl and Ben have also weighed Brad in. The Owl. Paul's famous hamburgers in Sylvania. Got to get one. Got to get one. I've got to say. Right here, we've got to go to a break. Uh, this is Sports Day. Thanks to the 7C Kia Sorento Large SUV. We'll get to a lot of your texts in just a moment here on Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to it. Uh, Sports Day. Uh, 1-300-01-1170 is our number. Or you can shoot us a text, 0457 736 736. Uh, did you enjoy your, your cupcake? I got you for your birthday. You actually said muffin off air, and we had to correct you, and so it's a cupcake. That's not what oh, I yeah, asked. I don't mind cupcakes. I am a muffin man. What? Mm. I like a muffin. <laughs> what's, what's Jack laughing about in there? Darren from Ballina, save the show, please, mate. You're calling uh, to apologise to Sats. Really? Yes. Uh, is, is Mr. Sattler there, please? Hey, he's back. Hey, yeah. Darren, how are you? Good, thank you. Listen, I rang you about three weeks ago, yeah. um, about the time I met you at Penrith, the Mitsubishi, when yes. you... And, 
Apparently, according to my wife, who I'm scared of, mm-hmm. I was never scared of anyone on the footy field, but I'm scared of her and my sister. Yep. I embarrassed you. I would have embarrassed you by saying that you had a body like a Greek Adonis. So they've made me ring up and apologise. So if I did embarrass you on air, I sincerely apologise. Now, you can say that as many times as you want, that I had a body like a Greek Adonis. But he, did, he was wearing his Queensland kit. Is that correct? Yeah, his Queensland singlet. His yeah. Queensland yeah. singlet, yeah. Right. So you're not apologising. But anyway, so... Um, as I said, my, my wife's a Glamazon, but she said that would have embarrassed you in front of it, you know, to, to all your listeners. So she's <laughs> told me I've been away working. So she made me uh, ring up and apologise. So Fair enough, Darren. It was only meant as a joke, okay? So yeah. Darren, I don't, didn't want you to take any offence by it. Darren, he has it as his ringtone on his phone now. Thank you, Darren. I, I accept your apology. <laughs> See you, mate. <laughs> But you know, when oh. when you when you're married to a, a wife that's five foot eleven, and you know she's uh, even though she's gorgeous, what? like you know she's only got to say she's only going to look at you the wrong way, and that's why I said I is would have she... bring up and apologise and do the manly thing. Is she like that woman in uh, what's that show where he's a gigolo? <laughs> Was that her in the background there? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. She's actually she's actually in the next room with us. Oh. She's actually in the next room with my sister, making sure that I am ringing to you. Ringing okay. you to okay. apologise. Listening to the listening to the radio. So, hey Darren. Um, yeah, in the other room. Favorite food on Christmas Day. What? Why? Sorry. Famous food. Uh, what? Uh, favorite food on Christmas Day. Oh, plum pudding. Oh yuck. Yeah, mate, I'm with Set, you. Nate, you're gone. We've got to go. No, anyway. no, no, no Leg ham, leg ham, and plum pudding. But anyway, I just wanted to ring up. I didn't Thanks. want to take your time up. But at least, no. at least I've done you're the right thing. Apologise <laughs> to you. Okay. All right, Larry. Darren. See you, mate. Thanks for your call. Have a good Christmas. See ya. Bye. Bye. I don't want to take up your time. Ten minutes later. <laughs> Seriously. So he's got a five foot eleven wife. What was that movie where it had? Is it what's the guy? Juice Bigelow. Juice Bigelow. Remember the really tall woman? Yeah. Answered the door. Yeah. That's my, what it must be like for Darren because he's only short, isn't he? You're yeah. He's five six Three? on a good day. Oh, okay. Uh, text from Steve from Dubbo. Absa makes the heart grow fonder. Believe me, Sats, if you weren't in tonight, I would have been an emotional wreck. Mm. That's a lie. North Canberra Mackers does a mean fillet of fish from Don. Haven't had a fillet of fish for a long time. Mm. I'm avoiding anything French. Uh, Grafton Bronco listening on TGF. Hi, Sats, Oogie and Jack. Happy birthday for yesterday, Sats. Thank Best you. burger, the Cajun burger. Oh, sounds good. At the Clock Tower Hotel in Grafton. Good feed. TGF, Grafton Bronco. We're, we're talking about how far have you gone for a good feed? So I used to go Penrith to Blacktown for a Quiznos footlong, which Quiznos are not around anymore. No. Mm. What else is there on the text? Hi, boys. Old-fashioned burger joints. Shout out to Arana Takeaway, Kellyville. Uh, burgers, roast chooks, chicken stitchel burgers, <laughs> savs, chico rolls, potato scallops, dimmies. You have to ask for beetroot on burgers. Uh, burger, with a, burger with a lot in beetroot is, a, is the way to go. Uh, they cater your burger for your choice of what you want. Happy birthday, Sats. Merry Christmas to all. Budster. It sounds like Budster owns the, yeah. the Arana Takeaway, Kellyville. I'm hungry now. Mm. That's all I know. Actually, we got a text here. Now we're talking about uh, beetroot on a on a sandwich. Someone's text in and given us what the what you have to do with a sandwich. I have to find it, but the, you, what you apparently you put the beetroot in between the cheese and the meat. Yes, and that stops the bread from going soggy. That's that's actually not a bad hack, actually. To be quite yeah. honest, 
Oh, here it is. You've got to place the beetroot between the sliced cheese and the ham so it doesn't bleed into the rest of the sandwich. Brad the Owl, thank you for that, mate. Um, Woogie and Worm uh, from Rooster Muzz, a tip for beetroot for Sangers and hamburgers. When you take it out of the tin, place it on paper towels first or rinse it under water, then place it on a paper towel. Works oh. a treat. But if you're washing your beetroot... That's too much work, Rooster Muzz. Doesn't that wash the flavour away? Yeah, exactly. Get out the juices. We've talked about some weird stuff on the show. Have we? I've never spoken about beetroot. So in depth. It's like hamburgers. I've got to have pineapple on my hamburgers. Correct. Mm. Uh, egg runny or hard? Oh, runny. Without doubt. Kirk says, tell Darren to grow up here and be the leader of the home. Oh, Kirk, come you, you on. You can't do That's that, sexist. Kirk. No. Wow. Actually, I want to introduce something called the Chad Life. Yeah. Which is a guy on Instagram. Yeah, but can we put that to air, though? Well, some of that can we put one to air? I'll get Jack to throw one on air tonight, and okay. then we'll get some feedback from the listeners if they think it's too risque. Can you explain the Chad life? It's sexist, though, isn't it? Well, yes, but with tongue in cheek. <laughs> so, which is still sexist. Chad life is a guy in America. He's got his own. He's got his own Instagram page, and basically, it's it's marriage tips. Oh, number this is good. One hundred and forty-one or whatever. Yeah. So, what do you follow him? You having problems at home? No, no. He's just he's quite comical. Okay. And his wife's always in the. Right. In the post. Does that make Just it shaking less... your head going, oh, you're an idiot. Does so, that make it less sexist if yeah, I, I, she's I complicit? think so. I think so. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not taking my advice from So you. I'm going to get Jack to play one and we'll get a vote to see whether it's it's okay. Do we check the listeners to see if it's okay for all our You want to check with our listeners? Yeah. Yeah, no. Adrian. No. As our judge. No, no, no. Uh, Matt from Sevo, 3K for a dog. Go to your local rescue and save on you. I've got a mate paying three grand. For a dog for his kids. He said, oh, they've got the heart centre. If I don't get him this one, then they'll be disappointed. I said, mate, they've got plenty of disappointment uh, coming their way. Uh, Tim from Parks says, hey, Jace, I won't judge you guys for freezing your meat anymore because Tim doesn't freeze his meat. Uh, just literally forked what? out $3,500 for a mutt call, called a cavoodle <laughs> for the wife and kids. I'm so ashamed. You should Don't be. be ashamed, Tim. A cavoodle is a beautiful dog. It's a what dog? <laughs> it's a, a sussy. That's a beautiful dog. So don't what? be ashamed. Uh, is, it, it could, is that one you, like, you carry around in a purse or something like that? No, like, no. You no, don't? No, that's a miniature poodle. Right. Uh, Daniel from Prairie Wood, always the, one of the smartest listeners on our show, listening via the SEN app. Hey, Sats, Woogie and Jack, I travel a 100-kilometre round trip to Auburn and Granville from Camden for the best Lebanese mixed plate and charcoal chicken and garlic sauce. How good does that sound? Shout out to Jasmine One at Auburn and Al Jana at Granville. That, that's a good shout out. I've got to say, it's one of the best shout outs I've heard. Yeah. No, I'm read, really hungry. I've got to go to a break. Uh, this is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Uh, and our hamburger update is brought to you by Repco Authorised Service Centre. For expert car service, book into your local Repco uh, Authorised Service Centre. Back in a moment. This is Sports Day. More of your texts on the way. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. It's pretty uh, brutal here in the commercial breaks. I'm copying it from Jack and Sats. 
Because I don't know who the what the what Muffin Man the is. The Muffin Man. I don't know him. Lives on Drury Lane. What's Drury Lane? Is it a kids show or is it a oh, stream every NFL game this season? Did you season have an upbringing Live on NFL Game Pass. Visit NFLGamePass.com. What, what, what so era is the know, Muffin Do you not know the Muffin Man? No, mate, clearly I don't. I've told you two about 100 times. I don't know. What is the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man that lives on Drury Lane. No idea. <sighs> but what's it from? Oh, there isn't a Muffin Man. You're making it up. This is ridiculous. What do you think this is on par with in terms of not knowing a thing? Oh, here we go. Um, uh, Alan Border, Captain Australia in cricket. Did yeah, he? I reckon it's up Did there. He? Yeah, yeah, I reckon it's up there. Well, why is that? It was it okay? First of all, was it an ABC show? No, it's 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 like Ring Around the Rosie. It's just this. The what? Now, Kirk, we can't read your joke out about <laughs> beetroots, and yours, Adrian, also. I don't know. Can, can you tell me, guys, can you just tell me what Muffin Man is? It's got nothing to do with the show, okay? So, right, okay. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, what? We'll lay it out for you later on. Thunder won by a wicket last night. Uh, tonight in the BBL. You forgot it started uh, last night, Sats. Well, I didn't. It's just that I was busy putting flat packs together in Penrith. <laughs> uh, but in saying that, um, I'm very surprised, and I don't know about you as the fourth best cricket journalist in the country, uh, that they opened the BBL in Canberra. Mm. Yeah, I was a bit. I, well, I don't know why they did it in Canberra, but would it I, would it not have been? So who did they play last night? Thunder. I played the Stars. Melbourne Stars. Melbourne Stars. So because the BBL, it's fair to say the BBL, it's exciting. Mm. Um, you know, it's got that that disco disco approach to it. It brings in young crowds. Disco. But the crowds really start to wane towards the end, don't they, because of the amount of games that it's, have been played in past years. It's massive when the kids are on school holidays. So it, it'll be – the crowds will be a little bit would, okay leading up to Christmas. Would have been better to open the BBL because well, we've had a, a negative response to the, you know, the, the last – the series against the West Indies and also Australia's early exit from the T20. I actually think it's a good idea to take it to Canberra. Start up with a, with a local derby. Well, Thunder no. Sixers – to nah, kick off the BBL. I would say that while the break's on. Okay. More eyes on that. 7,000 people turned up last night to Monica Oval for that game. Yeah, but it only holds about 12. So it, it was, you know, more than half full. It was a good crowd. Freezing conditions last night. They saw a great game anyway. The Thunder won by wicket. Maybe the Thunder have got a deal with uh, Canberra to play some games down there, like GWS do, the Giants. Well, they um, had an open training session there on Sunday. I think it's good. Brisbane yeah. Heat are playing in Cairns tomorrow mm. night. I reckon it's great going to those regional areas to play. Yeah, Adelaide no, Strikers. Don't uh, get me wrong, I agree with you, but to open the BBL. Ah, oh, mate, you didn't even know it was on, so get over it. Adelaide Strikers versus oh, the Sydney Sixers. Oh, he doesn't Sixers. know what the Muffin Man is. Vlogging. Can I listen to him? Adelaide Strikers have won the toss and elected to bat. That game's at the Adelaide Oval. Is that okay with you? Chris Lynn, Rashid Khan. I know. Linny. It's going to be weird watching him play for... Him and his massive, massive teeth. <laughs> Are they real? No. Veneers. Well, you can afford them, can't yeah, he? absolutely. He probably gets new ones every week. Uh, what? Anything, Jack, for us? Can't believe you don't know the Muffin Man. Oh, shut up about the Muffin Man. What have we got on next hour? Uh, We'll be joined by several guests uh, next hour. Who have we got? I forgot. We've got Simon Orchid from New South Wales Greyhounds. It's actually Simon Orchard. Orchard, yep. We're going to have the next in our greatest sporting moments of 2022. Yes, we are. And more of your texts. 0457 
736 736. Or jump on the phone, 1300 01170. Am I the only one who doesn't know who the Muffin Man is? I doubt it. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Uh, welcome to the second hour of Sports Day. You've got Sats and Jace here tonight. Uh, it is a Wednesday night. That means we're going to do That's Ridiculous soon. Simon Orchard from Greyhounds, New South Wales, will join us, Sats. Rooster uh, Muzz says he hopes he pulls his finger out, Simon. Skinny Byrne could have lapped his tips from last week. Oh, look, he only got one. He got, he got them wrong last week, yes. But the week before, he actually got two winners. Mm. So come on, mate. It's called Gamble Responsibly. All right, but uh, actually he's got a tip for a... A dog at Wenty Park that's going around at about seven fifty tonight, I believe. So not at seven dollars fifty, but at that time ten to eight. So uh, we'll find out from him real soon. Hello to our listeners through the Super Radio Network. Um, also, SEN stations sixteen twenty on the Goldie, eleven seventy in Sydney, uh, six ninety three in Brizzy, and sixteen twenty. I think I said on the Gold Coast. Listening via the app as well. Um, what else is coming up this hour is that's ridiculous. We're going to take your uh, that's ridiculous on 0457 736 736. Thanks to McDonald Jones Homes. Or you can call us, 1300 01 1170. And we're also going to hear the debut from Chad Life. Now, do you want to do it now and get people's feedback on Chad? Well, I just want to know whether it's it's out of line. Is it is it seen as sexist? Because his wife is standing in the background and... Mm. Is this on Instagram? It's on Instagram. It's called The Chad Life. It's right. expert marriage tips. Right. So give it a go. You want me to play it? 0457-736-736. Are we way out of line with this? Let's hope not, eh? Expert marriage tip. Look, guys, a lot of you know we've been married for over 27 years, and I've learned a few expert marriage tips. So when your wife is working hard and she's a little stressed out, gifts. Go to the store and buy yourself a gift because when she's stressed out, everybody is stressed out. And you've earned it with all the extra stress she's bringing to the table. With the work she's doing to keep the house clean and the grass cut and whatnot, it's stressful being in the same household with. So don't be afraid to treat yourself to some great gifts. You deserve it, King. You are such a jerk. <laughs> I like it. I, I think it's, it's harmless, isn't it? No, well, it, it is, but there'll be someone complaining. Mm. Tomorrow about that. Okay. It's just the world we live in, mate. It is, it's comedy, but people don't have sense of humours. Oh, I think our listeners do. Oh, mate, our listeners do. But oh, you're talking about our boss? If, no, no. If oh. someone else is offended, okay. someone else could be listening in a taxi right now and could be offended. True. You know, or an Uber, we, whatever. Don't play it. Just rewind it. <laughs> it didn't happen. Yeah. We'll take that one out of the podcast. <laughs> sure. No, mate, I think it's fine. We should get Chatty on. I'd like to talk to him. All His right. wife gives marriage tips as well. So there you go. It balances each okay. other out. Yeah, right. Well, we can do that as well. Hey, um, do you want to do some texts here? Then we'll get into That's Ridiculous. Best burgers in New South Wales are at the Red Rose Cafe at Tinga. Just ask Nathan Blacklock and Preston Campbell, mind you. Yeah. Worth the drive. Robbie Simpson, he's a Tinga boy as well. Um, 
We've got a couple of that's ridiculous. We'll, we'll wait until we Hold get to that, that segment. Yep. Uh, did I hear correctly? Did Michelle Bishop just call Jason Justin? No, she called <laughs> her husband mean. Justin. No, she called you Justin. No, she didn't. Okay, Daniel Gents. My dad and I used to drive two hours up the M1 to Hexham. Oh, I know where he's yeah. going here from Sydney, near Newcastle, the Hungry Jacks, which was next door to the old Oak Milk Factory. Remember that? Remember mm-hmm. driving to Sydney or yep. back yep. from Sydney? And it was always a uh, a stopping point. My Hungry Jacks used to use the Oak Milk in their milkshakes. The best milkshakes I've ever tasted. I used to take empty milk bottles with me, order extra milkshakes, fill them up to enjoy for the rest of the week. It's worth the commute. Yeah. I love a good milkshake. What an iconic place. Mate, I love it when you go to, used to go to a milk bar. Yep. And you get the milkshake and it'd be filled to the top in those silver. Yes. Now that's value for money. Now my father-in-law still comes over from New Zealand and orders. I don't, I didn't think that people still had them. Lime milkshakes. Yeah, that's a Raiders thing, isn't it? No, just lime milk. I didn't realise a lime milkshake was still around. No, that'd be too sweet. Mm. I'm not a fan of that. Um, what else is there? Uh, dogs. Yeah, we want to hear from 169. He says, Woogie, Sats, just tuned in. Heard you talking about animals. Uh, talking about what? Animals. Right, okay. But a bloke I work with and his wife paid $6,000 at a vet to fix their pet lamb. No. True story. They had pet ducks and put disposable nappies on them when they were inside the house. What? What? They put disposable nappies on the ducks. Boy, That's boys, I'm having lamb for dinner tonight. Just what a coincidence. Does your wife also put disposable nappies on you? No. When you in the boys, house? I've got everyone covered. My beautiful wife spent $38,000 to keep it. Is it a weird? We're Marana. Wimarana are alive after an immune immune disease, but she really loves me for it. No. There is – I've got a budget at home. Tell me if this is unacceptable. Mm. If we take Lulu to the vet – remember, she's got crooked teeth, yep. barks excessively. Mm. If it's over 250 – She's got a mouth like an oyster lease. <laughs> if if – she has something bad with her, yeah, and it costs more than two fifty. Uh, option B, please. No, you can't say that. Why? Because the kids have got an attachment to that family pet, mate. They'll Stop get over it. Making it about you. They'll get over it. Yeah. They'll just get a new iPhone. <laughs> they won't care. Kids are kids these days, right? Eh? <laughs> um, hey, boys! Shopping centre pet shops are regularly selling caboodle pups for five k plus. Yeah. Yep. Leave me out of that, Scott from Quakers Hill. I've got to say, when I walk past the pet shops and I see uh, the, the little puppies in the... In the window? In the glass, in the window. Um, oh, yeah, Is that I, a song? Yeah, <laughs> I, could, uh, I could actually get another dog. Could you? Mm. So I'd get a cat every day. Every day. No. That's, my social media is just full of cute kittens doing crazy things, <sighs> like chasing their tails. Now, uh, we asked for your response around the Chad life, which we just put up, expert yes. marriage tips. Yes. And Steve from Dubbo and also Rooster Muzz. Rooster Muzz says Chad for PM. And Steve says, yeah, I like it. If anyone is offended, they are a flog. Tell you what, and, and they're two great moral compasses, <laughs> aren't they? Like, if. If you're going to try Just something. Just need danger to weigh in there. Oh, not that Glenn. God. Yeah. Uh, best Christmas food. What? Red Lee fried chicken slats from Moose. Don't know. 
Don't know what that is. Mm. Uh, did we ask for best Christmas food? Oh, I know. I asked. Because someone's saying trifle is without a doubt a Christmas classic in my house growing up. No, nah, that's disgusting. That's just broken cake and jelly, right? Mm. Yeah, no, I'm not a big fan of that. Rightio, let's get into this. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be, someone's got to be accountable for this. I can't believe you saying how much is that doggy in the window. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's ridiculous. Um, And I am a fan of this guy, Nick Kyrgios. But I think he's... What? Yeah, I I think he's uh, stepped outside his... Is Lane uh, on this occasion because uh, the very prestigious award, which of course is the Nuka Medal, and it was awarded to Ash Barty. Fifth year in a row. Fifth wasn't it? year, yeah. yeah, highest individual honour in tennis. And Kyrgios on Instagram, he, he graf- uh, showed a, a post of um, comparing Barty's 2021 statistics with those of his. Yeah, no, seriously, this didn't happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Kyrgios clinched one singles title and three doubles crowns as well as 61 victories across doubles and, and singles. Come on, that's ridiculous. So based on numbers alone, they're saying that, well, he's saying he's far more superior year to, to what Barty is. Um, yeah, so Barty got through the Australian, Australian Open, of course, uh, undefeated, uh, and she won the Nuka medal. So he's saying based on numbers alone that, that it probably wasn't the right decision. She won a heap of other titles, though. Yeah, and he's also said that he's going to play in the French Open because he's been very critical of the French Open in the past. He's going to play in the French Open next year because his girlfriend wants to go to Paris. That well, that was last year, too. Oh, no, that was Tom Tomic's missus. Yeah. Who is his coach. Oh, I think he's just jeeing everyone up. He's getting everyone to, he, he likes to be controversial. Play um, that's ridiculous for me. Yep. Is Pat Cummins is now selling on Instagram seaweed hoodies. Come on, that's ridiculous. Yes. They he, smell like seaweed? No, nah, they're hoodies made out of seaweed. Yep. Uh, they're for everyday people, 500 mm. bucks each. What? Uh, have, a listen to, have a listen to this. It's just the gift that keeps on giving. This here is the world's first hoodie made of seaweed that's 100% compostable. Compostable? Yeah. If we can sell just 2,000 of these hoodies, we can raise enough money to help scientists regrow the underwater forests along the entire Sydney coastline. Forests that were wiped out in the 1980s, but we've still got time to grow them back. These underwater forests will bring more marine life to Sydney beaches and improve the quality of water. So buy a hoodie today, wear it as a badge of honour, and show the world that you help regenerate one of the world's most iconic coastlines. Okay. Now, I'm sure it's a, a great product and the company that he's sprouting there is a wonderful company, but I've, we've got plenty of questions about, um, about this. Uh, some people on his – he's actually on Instagram doing this on his iPhone. Uh, but someone said, Pat, you've lost the plot, mate. Uh, not taking electricity money anymore. Um, another one was just shut up and bowl, which is not, is not nice. Uh, but how about, this is what I liked. Uh, how about the hundreds of planes you catch to play cricket? Seaweed planes. Seaweed. So what, what do you mean? He's going to. So if you sell a thousand hoodies, yep. you can build a plane out of seaweed. And you fly that. Oh, don't get me wrong. I love that the. Underwater plant life is going to flourish. But wait, aren't you, aren't you taking sea world, sea, seaweed from under the water and then replanting it? Is, is, that, is that what's going on? So why do, you, why do you need to use the seaweed? That's right. To make the jumper. 
I don't understand that. Mm. I, well, Come on, that's ridiculous. Smarter people than us. But has he lost the plot? No, he hasn't. He believes in something. And, and in a way, you've got to appreciate that and respect that, that he that if he remains consistent with it and it's a belief that he now wants to live the remainder of his life like, well, good on him. I don't and know if I can upset, read this one out. It's going to upset a lot of people, but uh, when you're in the spotlight as a sportsman or sportswoman, you you put yourself on a platform to be criticised in this day and age. James on his Instagram to Pat says, actually, let's not. I prefer swimming down at Bronte without all that seaweed, seaweed floating everywhere. <laughs> So Pat is doing a good service. Exactly. So that's ridiculous. Uh, Michael from Dremoyne. Guys, I have it. That's ridiculous. Marnus Lava Shane should be sponsored by a chewing gum company. Come on. That's ridiculous. Why? I don't know. Is he always chewing gum? Yeah, he seems to be. I wonder if he is. Remember the old Juicy Fruit? The long strips. What was the other one? Was it? Uh, PK. PK. That's what it was. And there was a silver one. There was a... Stride. Stride it? No. And was there arrow, arrow mint as well in the green one? Yes. Mm. Uh, hi, Sats and Jason. Thank you. This is from Gav. That's ridiculous. Glenn McGrath scoring a test 50 and the more fancied batsman, Craig McDermott, never did score a test 50. Come on, that's ridiculous. I heard something on SCNQ the other day with Patton Hills mm. and there was a stat that came up that um, Hills went on a tour to the West Indies. Yep. And Glenn McGrath was in the side as well. Glenn McGrath scored more runs than Ian Healy that tour. Really? Yeah. Wow. Come on, that's ridiculous. You remember once upon a time when the batters were obviously the core batting, but the, the bowlers were just an afterthought, weren't they? Yeah. They really weren't. From anywhere from sort of eight, maybe nine down, they were just an afterthought. You know, you know Jeff Lawson, um, Glenn McGrath. Uh, Bruce Reed, these people. Bruce Reed looked that awkward with a with a cricket bat in his hand. Well, he's holding it at the wrong end. Yep, the starters, <laughs> and they're too small for him too. But, but now you got you got yeah, you got Mitchell Starks and Co. That can can bat for long periods of time. I remember doing a wee standing mm. next to Bruce Reed at a function in Sydney. He's tall. He is Bruce Reed. Yeah, mm. we were standing at the urinal. And he was next, and he's massive. That bloke, he's just so tall. Yeah, very skinny, very skinny. And I looked up. That's why I knew he was tall. <laughs> Thank you for that. You just answered my question. <laughs> um, the cab pulled up with a jerk. Woogie got out, and I got in. What's that? Oh, it's Adrian. He said he's been challenging you to a battle of wits all year, but each time, yeah. He, mm. Well, if he's challenging me to a battle of wits, he gets an F. I get where you're going. That was good, Dad. I like that. Any other that's ridiculous? Haven't you got one about Michael Clark? Are you using that one? Uh, Michael Clark, yeah, last week when he said he wouldn't go to the AB medal presentation if it wasn't compulsory when he was a player and captain of Australia, which he won four or five times. That's ridiculous. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Keep sending them through. Former Australian captain to think you don't have to attend the uh, most prestigious award in Australian cricket. Mm. That's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. All right, keep them coming through, 0457 736 736. One for two, the strikers are. Stephen O'Keefe, Sock, one of our colleagues, uh, was the bowler, took the first wicket. How's he opening the bowling? Well, you see that in the Big Bash now, in T20 cricket. I didn't uh, but even... most notably the, the Big Bash, the spinners do open the bowling. Yeah. Um, 
I wanted to mention uh, some other news around today before we go to a break. Stats. What about the women's four by one hundred relay finish? Ha- have a amazing, have a, mate. Unbelievable. Have a look. The world record is well and truly in jeopardy here. And McKeon with a mighty swim. Australia hit the lead. We've got 25 metres to go. Could Australia be set for gold and a world record? It's McKeon. She's powering to the wall. The Aussies are going to win it for the first time. And they've broken the world record. What a swim by Australia's golden girl. McKeon with a blistering final leg. Now, these are the short course championships going on at, at the moment. Yeah, many don't get as excited for the short course, but when Australians break records, I think we all sit up and take notice. Uh, yeah, Meg Harris as Maddie Wilson, Molly O'Callaghan, who's a superstar already, but will dominate world swimming for a number of years. She'll take over the mantle from McCann. Mm. And Maddie Thompson there calling the, for Channel 9, calling how, the, the how, how good is our Australian women's swimming team? Like, they are head and shoulders... Uh, above any other team in the world well, right we now. We talk about our national sporting teams, Jason. You know, would would our Austra- across the decades for a majority of our decades, would our Australian swimming teams be one of the mo- our one of our most dominant sporting teams, men and women? Not consistently. We went through that patch where they had the the steel knock stuff. There was there was. I guess some behavioural issues around Australian swimming at that time, but well, we still had world champions and yeah, we did either side world of that. And yeah, breakers. yeah, but it was pretty disappointing. It was like we we're meant to win medals, and I think it was London, wasn't it? I, I think it was, it was. Yeah, and and we we just performed poorly. Yeah, um, but geez, we've bounced back from that. Really, have bounced back, and again, I, the, the men do a great job. Don't we? They had a wonderful uh, Olympics and Commonwealth Games, but the women. The Australian women's swimming team, unbelievable sats. Now, McKeon, from a medal point of view, has won more medals than any other Australian female swimmer, athlete. Dawn Fraser is still regarded as our greatest swimmer of all time. Two Olympics, should have gone to a third and won gold at two Olympics. In 20 years' time, we'll be talking about McKeon in the same sentence. Yes. As as we should. I I, I think she will become Australia's greatest swimmer, female swimmer. If not... If not greatest swimmer. Yeah. I mean, I think she's already surpassed the men. Well, she's got a – if she dominates at the next Olympics, absolutely. She's beaten Thorpe's record, hasn't she, already? I'm, I'm sure, sure she has. But she – no, she's already passed the men. Mm. Yeah, Dawny sits there. I, I reckon she'll catch her. She's just unbelievable, Emma. Uh, yep. A great swimmer and a great, a great person as well. Uh, early this morning – I got up and watched it. Did you? This morning? No, I didn't. Argentina obviously uh, defeated uh, Croatia – 3-0. How about this goal? He gets up to the shoulder of Gvardiol, who's kept him at bay. Messi spins around. Gvardiol gets goal side of him, lays it back in. It's a third for Argentina. Julian Alvarez is there to finish, but it was the wizardry. It was the majesty. It was outstanding from Lionel Messi, who twisted and turned, and he had Yoshko Gvardiol all up in a knot. And he laid it right into the feet of Alvarez. And it is Argentina 3, Croatia 0. And Argentina are marching into the World Cup final. I love the goal uh, Alvarez actually scored as well, which was the second goal for Argentina. He just ran the length of the field. It was a messy pass. Ran, just kept running. Just ran straight with the ball at his feet. Had a lot of luck. Scores the goal. They go up 2-0. 
So that means they're through to the World Cup final, obviously. Uh, they'll play the winner of Morocco and France, which is uh, tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Uh, Australian Eastern Daylight Time, or uh, if you're in Queensland, it'll be 5 a.m. Can I – what really impresses me about Lionel Messi is that not only his individual brilliance. Now, we, we used to – if you've seen footage of, of Maradona, you know, his was individual brilliance. He, he was – if he decided to take a game on, he would take it on and single-handedly be the one that would execute the goal. Pelé, a lot the same. Just individual brilliance. Um, George Best, individual brilliance. Lionel Messi, what, what really stands out for me is, is his ability to set his teammates up. His ability to get the ball into position and not feel as though that he has to take that shot all the time attract a lot of the attention and push it onto one of his teammates. Like he had a hand in two of those goals, scored yeah, one hand, yeah, hand yeah, in two. Yeah. So uh, his ability to be one of the great team men as well, well is a reason why he's regarded probably top three greatest of all time. I was trying to fire uh, producer Jack up this morning, watching the game on our WhatsApp group, and he wouldn't take the bait. Mm-hmm. Uh, Messi did take his first dive in the 13th minute of the match. He wouldn't – he just oh, – it was disappointing. It was a disappointing morning. What, the dives? Yeah, well, Jack wouldn't take the bait. Uh, it was incredible. Right, we're going to go to break. Uh, for the 7-seat Kia Sorento Large SUV, this is Sports Day. Uh, we'd love you to be involved in the show. 0457 736 736 is our text number. Thanks to McDonald Jones Homes. Or you can call us 1300 01170. Uh, McDonald Jones Homes uh, birthday sale is on now. By the way, um, the strike is a one for nine after 2.1 overs short. Uh, eight not out. We'll go to a break. Back shortly. This is Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Now on Sports Day, the great sporting moments of 2022. Yeah, you like that, Satsy? Uh, we are doing it. Join Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. We're looking at some of our great moments this year from Australian legends. Uh, and we've put together a list. Well, Jack and I, and we're all throwing in our two bobs worth of putting together a list. Uh, there's 12, there are 12 moments and they're in no particular order. Last night was Ash Barty winning the Australian Open. Tonight, we're looking back at the great sporting moments of 2022, as I said, with a big year. This is another outstanding performance from one of our great down-to-earth athletes. Yeah, he won five times. Did you say that five times this year? No. No, five times this year. Uh, ascended to the top of the sport. And the good part about him is he's got, he's got great humility. He seems to be just a... And why he, I, I think he appeals to so many Australians is he's just his laid-back nature as well. And he's so accessible to the fans. Yeah. Those images after the Australian Open, the, the famous Brecky Creek Hotel, outstanding. Um, in January, what he won, the Century Tournament of Champions in Hawaii. And uh, got, was a 34 under par. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. And he beat think, uh, John Rahm. I think he only had – he only – one, one putted – more than one putted once or twice yeah. in the final round. Yeah, yeah. And in the Players' Championship, he had eight one putts, final nine holes. Uh, and in the British Open, and you talk to a lot of golfers 
that play on the circuit. You know, the Masters, the green jacket is probably the most celebrated externally, but internally, a lot of the golfers want to win the Open, the Open Championship, the British Open. That's what he did. Uh, he, his final day, and he found himself in a little bit of a hole midway through that, that final day, um, but his, his short game is putting. So much so, I was listening to, uh, watching a, a golf show yesterday, and uh, two American golfing experts were saying, they're talking about their longest, who's the longest driver of Who was the most accurate driver? What about the best second shot player of all time? And Tiger was a lot of, a lot of them. Best putter of, in the history mm. of golf. And they said, oh, I believe this kid, Cam Smith, by the time he's finished, he'll be our greatest putter of he's all time. He's worked on it, Sats. It's not a fluke. Yeah, so an amazing. It was an amazing uh, four days to watch, especially to watch that, that last day to get the Claret Jug. Uh, this is how it all wound up. Cam Smith has won the 150th Open. He is the champion golfer of the year. And with a score of 268, the winner of the gold medal and the champion golfer of the year is Cameron Smith. Yeah, well done, Cameron Smith, and a, a well-deserved winner to be nominated in our best moments of 2022. By the way, he capped off the year with a, with a win at the Live Tournament in Chicago. Mm. Correct me if I'm right. Correct me if I'm right. I think it was the first Live Tournament he played in as well, after he signed Not that sure. monstrous $120 million deal with uh, Live Golf. Uh, and then, of course, he won the Australian Open, as you mentioned, uh, and dedicated that win to his grandmother, who walked the course with him. I know. And uh, that last 18 holes. Amazing, isn't it? And then from all reports, he actually donated the winnings to charity. And then she did a shoey. <laughs> did his she? grandma after it. He no, she didn't. didn't she should have, but. Uh, and then the live tournament, they'll be playing one in Adelaide. They, they will be. First one in Australia. We're still yet to know, that, yet to find course. out that whether he's going to be playing in, yeah. the, uh, in the Masters. I reckon he's a chance of playing in the Masters. So you're saying the Masters isn't PGA sanctioned? It's not. It's not. Well, it's p- sanctioned by the PGA, but it's not PGA tournament. Okay. So nor is the British, nor nor is the Open. Mm. So there is you got the US PGA and all those. Yeah, he Do you feel as though that. that? I mean, I was against the live because I was against Super League when it first came around '95 as well. But uh, then warmed to the fact that Super League is probably what the game needed to kick it in the backside and get it to the, the stage that it needed to. I was the same with Liv. I was going, you know what? Don't break something that's not broken. You got Golfers are earning lots of money anyway. Um, so it can't be about money. Well, no, I'm, there are I'm, a lot of golfers, Sats, who have joined Liv who weren't earning a lot of money and now they are making a decent living and now the caddies are. I mean, the top guys are earning a lot of money, like the Cam Smiths. Yeah. But there are... There it's like po- any sport. You've got to work hard to get to a point where you but, are getting recognition and, and getting money. But there are young... You can't go- be given money just for the sake no, of... No, no, but there are young Australian golfers now playing, finishing last and getting 180000 US for mm. finishing last. Whereas in the PGA... You Is don't that like get- a, everyone gets a medal? No. No, no it's not. And, and, and But in the PGA, it's a lot less. It's actually a lot less money. It should um, be a lot less money if you're coming last. And the caddies, I've got to tell you, a mate of mine was a caddy for Ian Baker Finch, right? And they, I mean, when they're winning majors, everything's, but the caddies weren't earning much money on the PGA. They get like a $1,200 payment. They've got to pay for their own meals. They've got to find accommodation. And if they win a tournament, they get 5% of the prize money, yep. which, is, which is great if you win one. But if you're helping out a mate 
who's just turned pro and he's made it and he's finally got onto the PGA Tour, you're not earning a lot of money, mate. You're not, and you're driving everywhere. So, yeah, you hear about all the top earners, but Liv is looking after the ones that are down the other end of the scale as well. Now all the caddies have been looked after. They're getting paid double the money. What about rugby league players that, that aren't on full time, that, you know, once upon a time when you'd, you'd work all day and then you go to training, and there's, yeah. there's still a lot of players that do that today. And then, oh, then I would it, say join, uh, pick up a golf club and join Liv. Liv. That's what I'd be doing. <laughs> Uh, how lucky! How unlucky was John Rahm in Hawaii? Shoots thirty four under and gets yeah. beat. Yeah. Unlucky his performance of two thousand twenty two. Muzz, yeah, yeah you're good right. Good call. Good call. Hey, listen, uh, we've got to go to a break before we do. Good text here from Shotgun Shine. G'day, guys. Knew his best burger was without a doubt the Clucky Cow. <laughs> a gastronomic delight, brisket and smoky barbecue sauce, oh. topped with American cheddar, separate by, separated by half a bun. Then authentic southern fried chicken oh. topped with thick green enchilada sauce, American cheddar, coleslaw, coleslaw, and the bun. Yes, got to be on a. It's got to be on a burger. A true taste sensation. Unfortunately, the takeaway that served it, Taco Lacato, has now closed. Jeez, I missed that burger. What about that for a burger? That's okay. Here's one for you. Okay, a beef burger or southern fried chicken. Uh, beef burger. Nah, southern fried yeah. chicken any day. You've got no idea. This is Sports Day. Look at me. I know. This is Sports Day. We've got to go to a break. When we come back, Simon Orchard's got some tips for Wenty Park tonight, plus some exciting news about a massive race that's happening in Victoria uh, this weekend involving, uh, I guess, a New South Wales favourite greyhound. She's, She's a, a pearl. Yeah. Mm. Talking tease. Well, it's the way you looked at me. It's like, can you please answer this No, I didn't want – it's just a – I'll get it one day. You will. Yeah. <laughs> That's next. Uh, back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to a Badge Away. Sats is back from his trip to Penrith. All went well. Yeah, I, I love the riff. Yeah, of course you do. When visited some of my, my old haunts. Yeah, I know. We talked about Murray sandwiches mm. and all that sort of stuff. Hey, Simon Orchard from New South Wales Greyhounds on the line. The dogs.com.au, home of Greyhound Racing. Mate, we've got some tips. In fact, got a tip that, that's coming up real soon. Uh, race three at Wensey Park. We'll get to those in just a moment, mate. But the Phoenix is on Saturday night in Melbourne. Only about a race worth about $1.6 million. <laughs> Yeah, it's not bad, is it, fellas? Oh. i tell you what, Greyhound Racing just keeps going from strength to strength. And it's great to see our cousins, or our mates, sorry, down there in Victoria having a go as well. We obviously had the million-dollar chase. and We brought in the richest race uh, in history. And then said, well, all right, we'll do the Phoenix. Uh, and this one's a little bit different, guys. It's a slot. Race so a hundred thousand dollars per per slot. Different um, different mobs buy the slots, and then they're in charge of coming up with the greyhound they wish to represent them in the race. So as I said, a hundred thousand dollars per slot. There's one point six five million dollars in prize money for the participants. A million to the winner, so it matches our million dollar chase, uh, and it's all happening this Saturday down there at the Meadows. And we've got She's a Pearl yeah. stepping out, guys. Um, she's our star. She has been all year. She's had a wonderful year. She won that million dollar chase, or one of them, back in 
uh, May. She also won the Golden Easter Egg, which is another one of our big Group 1 features. And she's the best greyhound we've got. She went off the boil a little bit through the back half of the year. She went on season, then she had some niggling injuries. But it looks like she may be back, boys. Uh, and the box draw, which, you know, everyone knows decides these big races, it was absolutely superb for her. They pulled out box one, oh. uh, and they will jump from the red on Saturday night. So, look, everything's in her favour now. She just has to get down there in cherry ripe order and hopefully get the job done, and she can bring the Phoenix back to New South Wales, and that'd be great. Is she a mum now? She's not a mum, but she uh, the, the Greyhounds go on season, you know, sporadically throughout the year or whenever they they do that, the, the girl Greyhounds, that is. Um, so, yeah, she went on season, didn't have any pups, but, yeah, that's in her future, boys. So as soon as she mm. finishes racing, I'm sure they'll rush her straight into the breeding She'll barn. Be busy. And those pups, I'd be guessing, I'd be guessing they'd be worth around 40 to 50 grand, but I'd be guessing. That's God, not bad. You'd log it's a full good, litter. Isn't it? When you're weighing it up against buying a horse, it's not a bad investment. Well, yeah. <laughs> and cheaper to feed. Bought a, <laughs> bought a horse and a, a pretty slow horse at that. Um, God bless little Jerry. He's still running around somewhere up in, up in <laughs> Queensland there. He, uh, Cost us a ton and couldn't run real good. But, yeah, if I was getting into the game, greyhounds for me. And, you know, we're salt of the earth, the greyhound people. If you don't have uh, a lot of money to rub together, you can still get involved in the greyhounds. And syndication is a wonderful thing that we've talked about on this show before, and it's getting closer. So keep your eyes Stop on that. Teasing well Stop well, teasing us. Um, well, Jason, I were at Albion Park uh, a couple of weeks ago when the Queensland winner yeah. um, was crowned and was heading down to the Phoenix. It was, a, it was a long shot, actually. The lady who trains it is about eight. The couple, they're about 82, and I'm mm. not joking. Yep. They're in their 80s. Mm. Awesome. So all eyes now, on that race. Now, Wenny Park, Saturday, uh, we talk about the increase in money in, in Greyhounds, uh, Simon. Christmas special, every race worth at least 10K. That's right. Every race. We've never done this before. Normally you go to a Greyhound meet, uh, say last Thursday at Dapto, the winner for the Group 1 won 75 grand, but then you've got other races worth two, three, four thousand dollars Every single race. So there's 11 of them on the card on Saturday night, all worth at least $10,000. We've got some group races, so some Group 3 racing worth, you know, twenty-five dollars to $30,000. Uh, to the winners, but then every race, no matter what it is on the card, you can take home ten grand as the winner. So as I said, we've never done that before, but it's the Christmas night out at Wenty Park, boys. And you know, if you've got nothing better to do on Saturday, get on down. You can bring the kids. There'll be face painting. There'll be balloon animals. Hopefully, we can get some entertainment for them um, in the form of maybe some jumping castles or things like that. So hopefully, there's plenty to do, and there'll be plenty of hot action on the track as well. As I said, some group racing. So you're going to see some great greyhounds, and then you're going to see. Plenty of people filling their pockets with cash when they take home ten grand for winning a race on Wenty Park right. Christmas night. So really looking good. forward to that. Rightio, tips uh, tonight at Wenty Park. Uh, there's one in race three, which comes up, what, at 7.50. What is it? Yeah, very soon. Uh, race three, number one, tur- uh, Turds. To- Toads Turnpike, <laughs> I should say. Um, it's a shout-out, I guess, to Super Nintendo. I don't know if you guys played Mario Kart. Yeah. No. Toads Turnpike yeah. was a track. On Super Mario. It was, yeah. Um, so there you go. Uh, look, this, this Greyhound has raced at Wendy twice. How's, tur- how's Turd's Turnpike going to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's is that Turd's on? Turnpike, <laughs> is that right, run okay? Or? <laughs> That's what Turd's do, do they? They go down the Turnpike and off they go. Um, <laughs> Toad's Turnpike, let's straighten up here. Toad's Turnpike, um, yeah, has raced at Wendy before. Box 8 draws have hurt Toad. Um, but drawn one tonight, and that's going to make the world a difference. The Greyhound in box two, she's so bright, tends to run a pretty straight line, so hopefully can provide a bit of cover for Toad 
and he can go on and win that event tonight. So that's race three, number one, Toad's Turnpike, not to be confused with his slower brother, yep. Toad's gotcha. Turnpike. Yep. Yep. And then uh, race eight, if you've got some money left, gamble responsibly, number three, Yuko Girl. She's a ripper, boys. She's She came third in the group one, Dapdo Megastar, last week. Yep. She does what every greyhound you hope does, get out, leads on the arm, runs really good time. It's just a matter of not a whether anything can run her down. So she'll be leading, and you'll always get a good sight for your money. So at about $2.50, race eight, number three, she's the best on the card. Hopefully by that stage, you're still full of money after Toad's turnpike gets up, and it's a big fill up at Wenty, just ahead of Christmas, which is what everyone wants. Right, mate, uh, thedogs.com.au, the home of everything greyhound racing in New South Wales. We'll chat again next week. Thanks, Simon. Looking forward to it. Hooroo. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Do we talk about it or what? Do we bring up the elephant in the room? Because (laughs) our dog, (laughs) Toad's Turnpike, just ran like an elephant. It ran like a turd. Mm. You're right. You're right, Simon Orchard. Yes, no, no, ran second. Bugger, got beaten by... I, I reckon this should be a urine test of that dog that won... The number eight, because it, it, it looked like a what? A horse. Yeah. Mm. And you can't do that. You can't put a horse up <laughs> against a greyhound, guys. It's not fair. Mm. Uh, weather update for New Farm Australian through and through. If you're listening to SCN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast, you're a winner. That's all we want to say tonight. Mm. Now, gearing up for the Christmas markets at Southport over the weekend. That's what You love that joint, don't you, the Christmas markets? You go and buy your soap on a rope and all that sort of stuff, don't you, from I buy my um, beef jerky. Oh, do you? And also relishes. What sort of relish? Do you, I'm a corn relish fan. Love corn relish. How good is it? Chili relish. Chili relish? Yeah, my old pop used to make chili relish no way mm, love it what well, out of chilies i'm assuming but oh, it was <laughs> but what, what what was the base what was the, what's the base oh, i don't know i didn't make it i just eat it oh, you don't it's care beautiful. about you just honestly don't the chili the chili jam the chili relish oh, right, it's yeah. made out of chili <laughs> you're an idiot honestly tomorrow top of 26 on the gold coast partly cloudy day with a low of 18 overnight no the problem is you don't listen New Farm's products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm, uh, Australian through and through. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Um, when are you going on holidays again? Uh, 23rd, isn't it? 23rd, yeah. Can't wait. Uh, cricket legend and Top Gear host Andrew Flintoff has been taken to yes. hospital following a car crash during the filming of He's the UK. He's been on the show quite a while. It's a very popular show. I, I, I haven't been a fan myself, but I know a lot of people that do watch it. Yeah, he's a bit of a daredevil, Andrew Flintoff. But, uh, yeah, 45 years now, and uh, they're shooting on Tuesday. Uh, he's described as non-life-threatening. He's recovering in hospital. But, yeah, scary moment. They are very risque on that show. Oh, they are? Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, as you said, no, nothing nothing too bad there. Uh, just got a text here too. Best burger, uh, Paul's Hamburgers, Sylvania. We've mentioned that a few That's times, haven't we? That's what we're talking we? about, yeah. Um, Travel, we used to oh, – I love this. We used to drive from Bundanoon to Eastwood to a Chinese barbecue restaurant. Oh, I love Chinese. To get a barbecue duck and pork. I nearly killed them when we turned up once and they had no more ducks hanging in the window. Richard from Talabudra. <laughs> How much is that ducky in the window? Remember you sang that song earlier tonight? Uh, Messi. Woogie Worm and Jack Messi is no doubt in the in the front of Maradona and Ronaldo. 
but absolutely, Pele is number one, closely followed by the Mercurial. Uh, is it Puskas? Frank Pusher, he's a uh, yeah. He was he was a Hungarian from memory. Right. Played in the fifties and sixties, Jack. Yeah. How is Pele going? Wasn't isn't he crook? I don't know. Jack, have you got, can you come in here, please, mate? I. He, I would sound really ignorant here. I thought Pele was he. Is he have still I got with it us? wrong? Have I got him mixed up with another player, Jack? Is another he still great. With us, Pele, Jack. Yeah. So Pele's still with us. Earlier on in the tournament, he did get hospitalised. Didn't his um, daughters come out and say he's? Uh, did they say he was okay? So they said. I mean, there was a lot of hysteria, obviously, uh, because of his status and things. But the, sure. the the daughter said, "Yeah, they're doing okay." And then Pele posted on Instagram saying, "I'm I'm actually Pele's I'm, on Instagram." What? We can't even get Gary. Though. Gary. Gary Belcher's not. Gary Belcher does crosswords on the paper. Mm. Thank you very much. Loves a Sudoku. He does. Yeah, he does. Mm. He got me into crosswords, actually. He started doing them. They're great. But yeah, no, Pele is reportedly <laughs> doing well. Obviously, he is aging and he's going through a bit of a, a medical does issue. Does he have cancer? Moment. Was that what it was? Yeah, was that I just think that's a. What they were right, okay. Indicating up. But um, going to treat, he's going to treatment, going well, and uh, is, doing, is doing better. Okay. That's great. Uh, that is good news. Uh, NFL great Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless have had a run oh, in I on air. Sort of, I should say. Um, let's, can we, I haven't heard this. Skip Bayless himself, he's very critical of players in the NFL and in sports in general. And Shannon Sharp just – Who a, are these people? Just Shannon Sharp is a, is a great NFL player. Amazing finished, NFL player. Finished in, the mid, in his mid – 35, mid-30s, I think he was, was he? Yeah. He's a Hall of Famer. He's won two or three Super Bowls. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's have a listen. Still playing at a high level at 45 when you had to stop at 35. Yeah, that's what you that's do. That's the point. That's what you do. Every time somebody, every time I call something in a question, I'm jealous. No. Yeah, I did no, what I did. I never did. said you were jealous of Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I did what I did. You make it seem like I was a bum. I'm in the effing Hall of Fame. Okay, I got so three what? Super Bowls. So what? So what? He's way better than you were. I'm better way than you. Better. Yeah, what I got to see what you do. You take personal shots. <laughs> Does that remind anyone of anything? That's what I put up with every night Mate, on the show. Exactly. Skip Bayless yeah. over here. Yeah, trying to bring Taking people pot down. Shots. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, that's a, oh, I'm a grand final hero. And we're trying to argue that. <laughs> yeah. Woogie. Zip your lip. Oh, mate, honestly, mm. when I watched it, I was like, I've lived this. I had a cold shiver up my spine. I, I know this life. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, tomorrow, 6 a.m., France versus Morocco. Who in wins? The FIFA World Cup semi finals. I think France will still win. Yep. Really? Okay. Yep. Very talented, very strong. Morocco have done way, well, and Morocco do have a, an ability to beat France if they play them well, but I think just a bit too much talent. Do you think? I don't think France have played as well as teams like Argentina, though. I, they've, they've had a pretty I disagree, easy. I would disagree. Of course you would, because that's what we do in the business. Morocco, the only undefeated side. There you go. Still in. Yep. And if they are, they'll be the first African side to make the World Cup final. All right, Jack, really? uh, enough, enough soccer talk. Time for this. On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, Sats. A couple, you of Irishmen, couple of Irishmen sitting in a bar, and, and one of the Irishmen says, what does IDK stand for? And the other Irishman said, I don't know. So the other one said, "Oh my God, nobody does." Oh no, that's that that is <laughs> that's not oh, on. God. That's a shocker. Grab a uh, podcast of the show, Sports Day New South Wales. Look for it wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow night. Looking forward to it, Jack. <laughs> Bye. Good.